everybody this is your boy je jonathan evans uh we're back i'm excited to to be with you again just uh having bible study together going over some things that god is teaching me and i hope that you're uh gaining from these things learning from these things i just want to walk with jesus a little bit because i've been uh looking at the stories in the gospels of some of the things that jesus was taking the disciples through we talked in the past about the feeding of the 5,000, and there's a story that comes right after that that's intriguing to me, and you know it well. It's the, the story of Jesus walking on water. It says in verse 22 of chapter 14, this is right after the feeding of the 5,000, that immediately Jesus made his disciples get in a boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. And after he had sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray, and when it was evening... He was there alone, but the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the winds were contrary. And here you have the disciples being obedient. Jesus is the one that said he made them get into the boat and go to the other side. And so they're being obedient to the will of God, doing what Jesus is asking them to do. And then they end up in a situation where they're a long way from stability, because it says they're a long way from land. And then it says they're getting battered by the waves. That means that they're getting beaten up by life circumstances for you and I practically. And the winds were contrary. So that means they were experiencing resistance in the direction that God has called them to go. I just want to encourage you, and I found some encouragement. And when I was looking at this and reading the story, that just because you're experiencing resistance doesn't mean you're not in God's will. That a lot of times God's will simply comes with resistance. That when you're being obedient to what God is telling you to do, you will get beaten up and battered by the waves. You'll feel like you're a long way from stability. It says they were a long way from land. You'll feel like everything that you do, you're getting contrary winds in the direction that you're going. Most people feel like if life doesn't feel settled or if life doesn't feel right or if everything's not smooth sailing, then that means that they must not be in God's will or maybe God's mad at them or maybe they've done something wrong. But the reality is, that when the disciples were walking with Jesus, Jesus was using every opportunity to teach them and prepare them for the great commission he would have for them. And that great commission would come with resistance. That great commission would come with them getting beaten and battered by the circumstances of life. That great commission would come with them feeling the instability of being in God's will. Because sometimes God's will can put you in a place where you feel like you're a long way from your comfort zone, from the things that you would prefer. And so this is what he's teaching them because he's the one who made them get into that boat. And so I want you to understand that following Jesus doesn't mean everything will be smooth sailing. But following Jesus does mean that you will learn how to be smooth sailing in everything. And when we learn that, we learn that just because we experience a little bit of instability, that that doesn't mean that we're not doing what God has asked us to do, that we're not in the right place. The disciples were in the right place, but they were, the book of Mark says, they were straining at the oars. Well, why were they straining at the oars? Well, because the winds were contrary. So they were straining to do what God had called him to do. They found themselves in a trial. They found themselves getting beaten up. They found themselves in a hard time in life, and they found themselves straining, trying to go uh, in the direction that God had called them to go. So I know 
in, in many of our lives, you kind of feel like that. Uh, there's pastors who have planted churches. There's people who have uh, left jobs to do what they feel like God has called them to do. And, and you know that this person is the one for you. And you got married, and it seems like y'all are straining at the oars when you know that God had called you into this marriage to have this family and to build a kingdom family based on the will of God. And so, but I just want to encourage you though, because a lot of times we'll give up just because we're straining. These disciples were straining at the oars. The winds were contrary, uh, but they were still in the will of God while they were straining. So straining doesn't mean that you're not in the right place. So it's important for us to note that so that we don't give up on the journey that God has called us on. Jesus is preparing his disciples for the future resistance. There's resistance in every football game. Uh, you know, 70,000 fans, or and I guess in the Cowboys' case, it'd be 100,000 fans. They don't come to Texas Stadium or Cowboys Stadium to watch 11 men bend over and have a huddle. They don't care about that. They want to know what difference the huddle makes. They want to know, having now received the word in the huddle, can you now score? They want to know, what are you going to do about 11 other men on the other side of the ball daring you to go public with that private conversation? The whole goal of that football game is, is the offense going to be able to take the word and be obedient against resistance? Because if you're not able to score against resistance, then, then it's impossible for you to be able to accomplish the will of the playbook. God wants us to accomplish his will, but he also wants us to be prepared to be able to score in his will against the resistance that comes with being in his will. And so that's the important thing. That's how you score as a Christian. That's how you overcome. And Jesus is teaching this to his disciples. That's why 2 Thessalonians 3.13 says, Do not grow weary of doing good. Well, why would the Bible say do not grow weary of doing good? Because doing good will make you weary. It's, it's as simple as that. That there is contrary winds that come with doing good, which is being obedient to the playbook of God in your life, being obedient to the call that you know you feel, even though you're straining, you know that God had placed you in this position. You know that this is your wife. You know that this is your husband. You know that this is the right career path. You know that he told you to, to quit this job, to start this job. You know that he told you to plant that church. Whatever it is that you know the Spirit of God has told you to do, you can't use the strain that comes with your obedience as an excuse to stop pulling those oars in the direction that he's called you to. So I want to encourage you with that today because that's the important thing of being in the will of God that a lot of Christians miss. They miss those things. But guess what Jesus did? In verse 25 of chapter 14, it says that in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Because he wanted to teach them something. He wanted to teach them that at your darkest moment, at when the winds are blowing the hardest and when uh, the waves are beating against you the strongest, that, that that's a lot of times when Jesus shows up. Don't give up because Jesus likes to come through at your breaking point. Has anybody ever recognized that? You're thinking to yourself, you could have, you know, showed up a lot sooner to save me from this chaos and I'm trying to be in your will and you're just going to leave me out there where I feel unstable. I'm getting beaten up by life circumstances and um, I'm straining trying to go forward and then you're going to show up at the fourth watch of the night. That's like the fourth quarter of the game. He didn't show up in the first quarter. He showed up in the fourth quarter. But why, why does Jesus show up? Why does God like to show up when it's the darkest, the winds are the strongest 
and uh, the circumstances are the hardest. You hear that suffix, the E-S-T, that puts an accentuation on the word. It's not just hard, it's the hardest. That's when God likes to show up. But he likes to show up in those times so that you just won't think he's great. You'll think he's the greatest. You won't think he's strong. You'll think he's the strongest. You won't think he's true. You'll think he's the truest. You won't think he's high. You'll think he's the highest. You won't think he's real. You'll think he's the realest. A lot of times he shows up in the accentuating circumstances in our life so that we can add the appropriate accentuating suffix to his name so that we can expand who he is in our life and be more dependent on him as we obey him through our life. He's letting the disciples know that it takes me in order to continue in the will that I've called you to. That's why people's favorite verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, Of course, because it's Christ that strengthens you. And he's letting them know that through this trial, through this chaos, and he comes to them and he comes to them not only in the fourth quarter, but he comes to them walking on the chaos that they are experiencing. Why? To let them know that he's greater than the resistance that you're going through. To let them know that with him, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that he is greater than your turmoil. You may feel like your trials are walking on you. But Christ wanted to let his disciples know that I walk on top of your trials. He wanted to let them know what we all believe and get excited in church about. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. These guys are obedient and here Jesus is displaying his power through their obedience in the midst of their trial. And so Jesus is teaching these disciples. He's preparing them for the Great Commission. He's preparing you for what he's going to commission you to do. And you have to understand that just because you're straining, getting beaten up by life circumstances, and you feel a little unstable, doesn't mean you're not in the will of God. But keep your eyes open at your breaking point in the fourth quarter, because that's when he'll show up so that you can add the appropriate accentuating suffix to his name as you move forward through your trial and as you see him walk on top of it. We're going to continue this because I want to make sure that everybody stays encouraged in obedience. That obedience is not always comfortable. That obedience and being in God's will doesn't mean you won't strain. That a lot of times when you're experiencing resistance, that that resistance is evidence of your spiritual persistence. If you're not persistent going in that direction, then you will no longer feel that resistance that comes with going in that direction. So I want you to be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil will not go in vain. That's why we say that verse each and every week, so that you can push forward and be the people that God has called you to be, and so can I. Stay with me as we continue to talk about this. I'll see you next time. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again. Free from sin. Live again. Fear no man. Salvation. But it's time for you to start. Cause I call it jaywalking.